0: So, we're, Andrew and I are hanging out at uh, Common Beer here, where we are talking into my phone and watching what works. All right. That's a that's a good introduction for the uh, Andrew is a runner, podcast. and I'm a runner, and Sarah's here as well. She's a runner. We are runners drinking beer. Wow.
1: This is the most thrilling uh, podcast ever right there. It is. Runners talking about running
0: while drinking beer. exciting stop with the niece (laughs) so we were we were talking about virtual runs and the uh, complexities involved with the virtual runs so both of us are running the run it all which is an orange mud ambassador thing Um, I'll I'll plug in an uh, introductions later in this but anyway So the Orange Bun Ambassador are doing a Simply Run It All, or a Simply Run Challenge, and basically uh, there's a half marathon, marathon, 50 miler, and 100 miler, and there's variations on the theme. So both Andrew and I signed up for just Run Everything, because why the hell not? Um, It was kind of a mistake on my part, but um, I found that I can actually make it work. Although, I have no idea why. But, um... We were talking about that earlier and and just seeing how, like, people record all of their runs on a virtual environment. So. Yeah, we
1: just, uh, we were thinking about how does one look at a virtual run? If somebody says they ran 50 miles, but they can't quote unquote prove it from GPS, should they enter that into their, their virtual run? Does it matter? Do some people get upset by that? Do uh, people not care?
0: What do you think? Well, I mean, so competitive people probably are the biggest part of this, right? Because when you're competitive, you're anal about everything, basically. And I say anal very politely on that one. Uh, considerate of people that are competitive. I don't mean that you're anal in a bad way. I just mean you're anal in terms of you're very particular about the measurements of things. But when it comes down to it, I mean, if you, uh, and if somebody even asked this earlier, it's like, if you ha- are, are signed up for, for, okay, so you signed up for three virtual 5Ks, do you record those as three separate runs that you do, or do you record one run and throw it all in the same or in the same bucket for all three virtual races? So... I know um, all of us have been doing virtual races, so it's a little complicated to figure out to navigate. Because, I mean, from my perspective, I don't want to, I don't want to make competitive people angry, but I'm doing most of it for fun, and I think a lot of people are doing a lot of it for fun because they realize that it's hard to re- actually measure all this virtual stuff in any. Uh, any way that makes sense, because you know I record my stuff to Strava and I record my stuff to Runalyze. I record my stuff to Garmin sometimes or whatever. But um, I mean, what don't you record to? I record to Facebook mostly, so it's all good, right? I mean, yeah, that's what we do. You can you can record wherever you want, but you know,
1: thinking of virtual races, it's like you know what is the expectation if anything and in different different virtual races do have different rules some are mostly you know for fun for charity and it's basically you're buying the swag but should there be some sort of level of expectation that you have to legitimize a virtual run and however you legitimize it i'm not sure you know maybe that's providing a garmin data strava data do you need to do that for virtual runs especially given the the, uh, the atmosphere of today with everything that's going on where most quote-unquote real races aren't happening and to kind of fill the void, the, these virtual races are happening. Do you need some sort of verification on these races? Is it going to legitimize it in any way, shape, or form?
0: It's got to be like a really bad time to be a race director, I would expect.
1: Yeah, well, that's why a lot of these virtual races are are happening. Is A lot of these race directors need you know, to kind of help save their business, so to speak, you know, or help their charities, whatever the case may be. Uh, I know several are doing it to kind of um, get people out the doors and give them some motivation. Some are doing it to help really to
0: save their business. Save money. Um, well, I know I know Brandon up at Advanced Running is doing a lot of interesting things there, and I think he's been very creative in all the stuff he's been doing. So there is an opportunity there to... To work it, because I, I actually think that he's bringing in more people than he would normally do, because he has a reach that is further than what he would normally have. Because if you're running a race, you want to be in the area that you're running it in. Whereas for right now, he's doing the run across uh, around Ohio, right? And yep. people in Cleveland want to run it. People in Toledo want to run it. If he can get the reach, and, and that's marketing, right? I and mean, that's advertising. But if he can get the reach, they they don't. There's no restrictions there for people to join up on that and they can join the race they can have that experience as well and he and and maybe he's getting more from that i don't know it'd be interesting to have him on on a a future iteration of whatever the hell we just put together to talk about it you're selling it i don't know it's, it's, it's virtual races are fun but they're I, I, I honestly don't like signing up for them. I really hate signing up for them. The I, the only ones that I've done is the Orange my ones. That's it because yeah. I'm an ambassador and so therefore I have a stake in the game. Whereas some of these other races like like the, the um, Rock and Roll, I I honestly think they're a money grab from a lot of people, which is which is sad. But for a runner perspective, like what what does that mean, right? I mean is is it their fault i don't think so but there is something we said about like having these money grabs of of virtual race people that just go out there and just try to get as many people as they can into something stupid like like i saw black lives matter race are you freaking kidding me like what what does that mean like why are you doing a black lives matter race that, to me, doesn't make any sense. I mean, granted, I, I, I'm i not saying that I support or just not support that. I'm just saying, like, from a race perspective, really? Like, that's a thing?
1: Well, it becomes a question of, do you do a virtual race to sort of make money? Do you do it to kind of just save a business? Do you do it because if you didn't, then some of the charities that maybe your in-person races uh, that you would normally support through an in-person race are no longer supported because races aren't happening. You know what? What's a good reason to do a virtual race? Can you do it for any reason? It seems that most people out there, there are virtual races for just about everything. But
0: yeah, but I mean, when you when you talk about like everybody about when, whenever anything political comes into sports, the the main question is why is politics in sports? That's always the main question. It's always the thing people say. So, I'm just saying, like that's a thing that people are running, like putting on virtual races to give a medal to someone, and they're they're making it seem like they're supporting a cause. And and I mean, most cases, oh, oh, not most cases. I'm sure there are cases that are not this way, but the cases that I've seen don't actually support a cause that they're supporting. So let's say, So let's that's ask- another argument, which I know I know Brandon uh, from Advanced Running Company has a very, very huge stake in that conversation, but. We'll, we'll abstain from that one. <laughs> Let, let's ask it a
1: different way, then. What would get you out to run a virtual race? You say you're not a big fan of virtual races. You're doing some, which I am doing as well, but what would entice you if
0: they gave away, you know, a... a... Flag is everything for me. Like, yeah. Orange Mud races, like... Um, well, okay, so, for or- that, like I said, the only o- virtual races I've done are Orange Mud because I'm an ambassador. So... I'm running races specifically to support them. And that's it. I don't I don't really feel like, from a personal objective perspective, I'm getting anything out of that at all. Well, I mean, maybe, actually, I am out of, out of that. But I'm just saying, like, in general, virtual races, like even the Wonder Woman run, which was fantastic, we had a big, big turnout there. Um, I was... Um, So I, w- I was just saying, like the, um, like what do you run for, and how does it meet your runs? How does it meet your objectives on your running? Like, Go. So,
1: so, I just that, paused. That's the question at hand. Like, why, why do a virtual run? Is it going to be for a cause that you believe in? Is it going to be for the swag? What What's the motivation? It sounds like you're saying for you, it's the swag. All about the swag.
0: If it's a good cause kind
1: of a bonus is that is that fair
0: well yeah I, cause I, I mean from a racing perspective I don't get any official time I mean so Marathon Maniacs won't even recognize that I ran two marathons last weekend right so the virtual race does right my virtual race that I'm running recognizes that I ran two marathons in a row but if I'm a marathon maniac and I want to get to the next level which I did hit because I ran two marathons in two days it was not the normal like right now I'm at the bronze level that would be a next step up um, I didn't get that which I mean and granted by the way the, the two marathons in a row was because of you because you did the the, the, uh, the flying pig and the derby back to back that one weekend that it was actually offered next year it'll happen again is it next year? I think so so that was 22. always something where so andrew did this uh, what four years ago three years ago four years four years yeah he so he ran the the kentucky derby the kdf uh full marathon and he ran the flying pig marathon on the same weekend because every so often it lines up because of leap year where you can do it saturday and sunday yep. which is fantastic and that was always something that i was like man this is amazing i want to do that too And that's kind of what I went with last week. And I was like, I'm going to do this. But, um, at the same time, it's like, that doesn't count. Like he got a bump up in marathon maniacs, but I not because of that, which is, I mean, that's just a, a thing you think about when you're doing this stuff. It's like, really? Like that's a, I mean, it's a conversation. I mean, it's, it's like everybody's, this is a hard time because of the virtual races and being able to apply that to, okay, I'm running. Right. Um, I'm doing the things, but I, do I get the the credit, right? Yeah. And then you've got the other side of things where it's like people can u- utilize different avenues of, of getting away with stuff that makes no sense at the same time.
1: Yeah. I mean, that brings up the other question as far as, you know, you never want to believe somebody's cheating, especially not in a virtual race. But what if somebody is? Is there a way to tell, like... How do you call somebody out do you call somebody out does it even does it really matter if it's a virtual race and somebody's cheating does does that have any impact on you at all
0: yeah so andrew is my quality control literally everything that i've ever done in terms of challenges he always called out like the rule challenges that might come up which is fantastic from a um rule standpoint from a uh Facebook post standpoint a little annoying at times because cuz I don't want to hear about it at the time half the time <laughs> but it is what it is the um, I mean but he makes a good point in terms of everybody does their own thing and has their own motives and where do those intersect what people what well, you know what do we do from a standpoint of a virtual perspective like so uh for example i'm doing the uh so we're working on a race locally uh running around parks and locally and trying to figure out like where people can it's not about like trying to sheep like stop people from running stuff but like where are the holes in the the methods there like what do you do there as well like you really need to pay attention to how and, and this gets I've never done a race before I've never been a race director before so those kind of thoughts are never in my head I'm a runner and I always run so it's like I just want to run I, I, I feel like everybody should want to run and want to get the prizes and get the swag and I don't want to think about the people that even the I mean there have been people that I know personally that have have kind of figured out where the line is is being able to cross you know and it's it's not their fault but it's also not my fault but we you know we want to make the sport everybody's available to do the sport like this running thing is the thing about running which I love is that you don't have to I mean you just go out and you run and that's the sport I mean that's what you do you record your time you record your miles but it's you doing their thing that you do it's not about anybody else at all and and that's that's my favorite thing about the sport i i don't ever have you know when it comes down to it it's like i can train a lot of people to do a lot of things and 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 based on my experience there's always gonna be somebody that's better at me to be training people But when it comes down to it you're the one who's running you're the one who's doing the things that you need to do to make the times or whatever it's one of the only sports that that i've ever experienced where it's all about you i I mean i'm never going to qualify for boston so just saying but i have boston shoes on my boston adidas right here whatever it takes
1: to kind of get to uh Boston, in any way, shape, or form, right? Even
0: if you have to just wear the shoes. I think, actually, that's a requirement. You just wear the shoes. And then you get in. You get in. Yeah, I wish it was every that time. easy. Every time. That's what it is. You're like, I am wearing the shoes today. And, and they are like, just, oh, you're in. They just you're let you in. in.
1: You just show up at the start line with the shoes on. Well, let's Let's kind of switch gears from the virtual races. I know those are mostly what's happening, but there are some real races happening out there they're few and far between i had one a few weeks ago canal corridor you yep. have one that's looking pretty optimistic in ohio here where we're located um there have been a few ohio races canal corridor being the one that i ran burning river appears to be going on this weekend um, ran the dragon. well dragon is in a different state but she well, I'm did just run saying it, like so. she
0: finished the race and got a, a yeah. prize
1: so let, let's hear about your
0: shawnee race since it, it appears to be pretty so, knock on so wood here, I don't, I don't, I, I, wish I had the name of the group that was doing it. I apologize, but the, uh, so the Shawnee race is in Portsmouth, Ohio. It's a very elevated race, and they have been working on the permits right now. And so right now, it looks like a, a, it's going forward. Um, there are so there are two races in my fall. That were actually are not canceled yet one is savannah which is the rock and roll marathon in savannah which has not been canceled yet i i don't see how it's gonna not be canceled like they literally just canceled new orleans for next year so um that's i mean i'm just saying like savannah seems unlikely um so, yeah, there are a few, especially, it seems to be trail races that are doing really well in terms of that because of the staggering that they're doing mm-hmm. in terms of the start times, which is fantastic. But um, what I got in the um, the Shawnee race was they're working on the permit still. So it's not yep. done, but they don't have a, a confirmation there. Um, you did the Canal Corridor, yep. which was in the, the land of COVID. So how did that work out? Like when you went there, how did that work out? So, with,
1: with Canal Corridor, they had set up their COVID, I don't know the right way to put this, but they had COVID uh, conditions in place, we'll say, and they made it very clear they were going to do staggered starts, starting with the faster folks up front, every minute they released more folks, and they had capped their registration, I want to say it was 150, it might have been slightly more, slightly less, um, so not necessarily as big of a race as they would have necessarily preferred or had in the past, but because of everything COVID-19. It was kind of the limitations they were worked with. And so they started it in the morning and every minute for about an hour, they released three or four people um, on the minute, every minute. And it worked out really well, actually. You don't have the big start fanfare that you normally do for a 5K, 10K marathon, whatever, ultras where you have, you know, 100 people out there, bells ringing, people yelling, hooting and hollering. You didn't have that. You had smaller groups, but when in this situation, it worked out well. You get up to uh, the first aid station, which normally is packed at any race you go to, marathon or otherwise. And really, there was no one else there. There might have been two other people there other than the volunteers. Um, They had it set up there where they had more than six feet of separation. You asked for water, you had to drop off your water bottles, and they would fill them up. You could get some food, kind of grab and go. Um, everything was pre-packaged which was great um but you didn't really have a ton of people standing around and hanging out at any aid station that i ever saw you could still have a crew uh but crew would be something that you know that'd be family or friends that you were already familiar with so they'd be kind of not really exempt is the right word but they would be kind of in the category they would be impacted by if you had Corona symptoms anyway. They would have been impacted by you I was worried anyway about
0: I mean, with, with Ultras, um, I mean one of the main things that I always like about Ultras is that you walk into a, an aid stop and that's your big area where you get mashed potatoes and, and stuff your face with so a no bunch So no mashed of food. potatoes. Uh,
1: there, was, there was no mashed potatoes. There was no crockpot mashed potatoes? No really? crockpot mashed potatoes that I saw. There may have been some, but I didn't see any. But they did have plenty of food. I'll be honest, I couldn't tell you what i may or may not have i'm i'm sure there were packaged chips and everything but i honestly do not recall um uh, but it was it was well done so there weren't there weren't a ton of people at the H station you could come in you could That's feel the one
0: thing i was worried about you uh, could, oh well, not worried about it. i was thinking about it I'm like because i at ultras especially like when we went to kettle moran and we went to uh, burning river back when you were running those it's like that's the area nothing where like you, you all kind of congoless, you know, Congaree, yeah. congregate no, and do their thing, right? Nothing
1: like that. I mean, it really felt like, in all honesty, could it have been beneficial? I, I'm inclined to say yes, because at these aid stations, you have some people who, they if you haven't done an ultra, um, what they do is, at least they used to do, they would set up almost like a buffet. You would have potato yep. chips, you, you would have, um, you know, potatoes with salt, you would have watermelon, you'd have all these things. You'd have like 30 different options, and people would spend five and ten minutes deciding what the hell they wanted to eat at an aid station. It's like you're in the middle of a race. Well, new runners would. Well, old runners too. The
0: old runners wouldn't Um, as much.
1: But they might spend five or ten minutes deciding or talking with the volunteers. With everything kind of prepackaged, you went in, you looked and said, I will take that, and they handed it to you, and you were off. Could it have been beneficial I'm inclined to say yes. Was it really? I couldn't tell you. For me, it was not. I didn't have my best race, but would it have been beneficial to people who tend to kind of hang around maybe too long at aid stations, kind of wasting time? I, I know people aren't necessarily wasting time. but
0: That's actually a good point. Some like, people, literally, it might actually hurry people yeah, up.
1: Some people might
0: waste time at aid stations. and
1: well, I would, I would move, waste maybe. a lot of time
0: at aid stations. I'd be like, where's my mojito, man?
1: Um, now, that said, further further in the race, you know, when people were a little bit tired, were there a few people hanging around? Yes. All the volunteers were masked up, though. Um, it was expected that if you had to get closer to than six feet to a volunteer, you were masked up um, as well. Did that happen? I really couldn't I tell you did, for like, sure. Well, well,
0: that's one of the things where I'm finding it interesting is, like, carrying the mask with me because, I mean, it, like today when I ran my 17-miler, it's like I had my mask with me. Because especially in Loveland, like, you need to put a mask on because you're close to people all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you go into that city and it's very close. So that's an interesting thing because actually that that is something where my mask... I, I, and I'm concerned about this because I want to carry a mask with me so I can wear it in situations like that. But I'm sweating like shit. Like, I'm sweaty galore. And I've got a mask on me that's also sweaty galore, which is basically all of my viruses in my water in a mask that's gonna be put on my face. That it, I mean, granted, whatever. I'm just saying, like you're carrying a mask, you're you're sweating like whatever, and you're then spewing that shit out on towards people. If I'm if I'm a a non, uh, what is it called? non-infected uh, person whatever like that or uh, i'm sorry if i'm an infected person i'm then not only breathing out stuff but i've also got the sweat on the mask it's also being you know what i'm saying like carrying a mask is actually very difficult i was thinking about it like earlier it's like how do i carry a mask in Zip a way that yeah and i, or I, cotton I mask I, I actually think that that's well i mean even a cotton mask if, if it's sweaty like you basically are making it useless at least it
1: won't be destroyed like that paper mask
0: yeah well i don't i i've been carrying this one but even this one is getting sweaty as you know since this one what i'm saying is like um it's a procter and gamble mask it was given out to my wife who it's a paper mask for those years it's paper i mean this is a really good mask to be honest but it's 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 not cotton it's paper we'll go with that I'm just saying it's made specifically for the spread of that like they literally I was have, trying to get
1: folks a visual
0: I got gotcha. this, this is a visual medium it's not a paper mask it is not <laughs> a paper mask but I'm just saying like carrying a mask with you especially in a long run is very difficult and I've been trying to figure it out the last couple of weeks to try to figure out how to put it on my my orange mud pack which I I carry proudly all the time but like how do I hook it into that without it getting like soaked in my sweat you know yeah. I'm I'm a sweaty person. Literally like I I walk I mean it's granted. True. So so earlier I saw these guys that they were like, oh yeah, we're running a Meri- we're, we're we're running a fifty K today and they were like not sweating at all and I'm on the path like I'm in one mile, I'm like sweating like a big <laughs> So I'm just saying it's not a uh, it's not an easy thing to try to coordinate. Yeah. But um you, I, I'm just saying, like the ultras are interesting. The, the the actual races, I don't I don't think any marathons or half marathons in any capacity that makes sense are going to happen unless they're unknown to people ever. Because basically what we're happening right now is that anyone that knows that there's a half marathon out there are going to to sign up immediately, regardless of where it's at. Like literally, people are going into Utah to run a freaking marathon. Right now. Yeah. Marathon, so...
1: Uh, Utah seven so...
0: I'm just saying, like, if, if your goal is to not have that, that reach, you're not going to get it right now. You can't. Because there's so many people that want to run right now, you can't have it. And so how do you coordinate that? I mean, trail runners understand that we can stagger stuff. My only concern is, like, if I stagger stuff, of course, I'm going to pass people or they're going to pass me or whatever. And I'll punch him in the face, and it's all good, but all the blood that comes from my punch will end up in my face, and I will get COVID. Can you get COVID from the punch? I think from the blood I in my know. face, because I, I, no I punch really hard. Like, there's a thing that I do where I just like... Grr! And then, of course, I realize that's a video game, but also I do that too in person. I'm just saying. Sometimes. Not, I not, have not no idea to,
1: how we ended up with Lachlan punching people in the face and why he's doing that. Because I do it all the time. I, I'm like,
0: I'm angry person. You guys, everybody that knows me knows that I'm an angry person. Good to so. you know. Stay away. Got to stay
1: on your good side, I guess. So what are we doing next weekend? Or for anybody listening, a week from the time we are recording this, what are we doing?
0: So Saturday we're doing a 12-hour a, a run up at Armco Park, which is off 40 it's off of 741 a little bit north of the prison up there off of uh 73 or 63 i forget what it is 63 yeah 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 so we are running a 12-hour run uh we've got a shelter available we're gonna have some some food and some water there and some other stuff and and all are welcome to attend we're also raising money for a friend of ours who is is running into some some issues with covid and so i'm really Trying to raise some money for her and help her out. I mean, she's selling, uh, I mean, she's a triathlete and she's selling her bike, which, if anybody knows what that's about uh, as a triathlete, you know, that's not something you would normally do, not something you'd want to do. And so that's also important. But uh, all are welcome to attend. We're going to, uh, Armco Park is off of 741, like I said, off of 63. Um, there's an event on Facebook. You can all join up and uh we'll figure it out but um right now there's just three of us that are actually doing it there's not really anybody there's a few people that have been interested but there's nobody that's committed so um i i'm just trying to figure out from a perspective of running a 12 hour race i've never run one before so trying to figure out like what kind of mileage i want to do and what kind of mileage i'm expecting and um i know andrew you've done several 12 hour races so Maybe you can chime in on, on what I should expect on that. I have done one 12-hour race
1: ever. You didn't know that. One? I've done 10-hour races and I've done But you've run 12 for 12 races. hours before. I, I have run for, 20, uh, for 12 hours and longer in a lot of instances. So 12-hour races, you know, would it be unrealistic to say 100K? I mean, I think you could get there. It'd be a stretch, certainly. What is it? So 100K is how much? 62. 62 62 miles. It'd be a stretch, but, you know, honestly. I was hoping for a 50K.
0: That's kind of what I was aiming for.
1: Yeah, I mean, 50K is doable. I mean, think about it. Your marathon time, you know, you're what, like a a four-and-a-half, five-hour marathon or a 50K is an extra six miles. That's an extra hour-ish, hour-and-a-half. I do two-hour marathons, mostly. Two-hour marathons? Yeah. Well, then 100 miles, 12 hours. I think you can go for it. Break a world record, I think, in the process. So, I mean, you got to shoot big though. Like, for 12 hours, a 50 miler for you is certainly doable. Your first one, it's going to be difficult. Not going to say it won't, but stay hydrated. It's not supposed to be overwhelmingly warm next week. It'll be humid. It's August in Ohio, but it's supposed to be low 80s from what I saw. Now, that's subject to change. We're seven days out still, but it looks like it's going to stay relatively cool take advantage of that. If the humidity
0: stays low, I'm all about it, man.
1: Yeah, I think you could, I think you could do 50 miles. So, Um, so I,
0: I've done a 50K, I think I told you earlier, that's it. That's the furthest I've gone. Although I've done over that. I mean, granted, everybody does like whatever, whatever distance you say you've done, you've always done over that because nobody ever actually does the mileage on a race that actually is coordinated there. So on a 50K, I think I probably did like a 32 mile on that, but my head? But it was yeah. fast. It was flat and fast. I mean, that was that was the playing Possum up in Columbus, which is one of the fastest races you could ever do. So I will never get a PR again, basically, what I'm saying. Like, that was a six-hour, like, just over six hours. And the only reason why I got six hours on that one is because of a freaking goose. So that was a thing. Um, no. No. Yeah, so the Plain Possum where I was coming into the finish line, I was literally on pace to do six six hours. And there were geese in my way. And somebody told me a story about getting attacked by geese the the week before. And I was running into that, heading into my finish line. And so I stopped. I was literally freaked out and waiting for them to cross the path. There was no way around them. So I ended up running around a lake to get around them so I came in literally just over six hours like I would have gotten six hours but geese hate me so there is that but um, I always thought like a 50 a miler would be more like a, a 14-hour type of race because I mean well everybody that does marathons it's, so, it's such a difference between doing a marathon doing a half marathon and doing an ultra and understanding the difference between them is so weird it's a weird disconnect between the two because I mean when you're doing a marathon you're just go 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 but when you do an ultra it's like uh, whatever I'm here I mean granted you want to go fast but at the same time you're not you're not all really driving at home in terms of like you want to make sure you're getting enough nutrition you're wanting to make sure that you're also paying attention to your body which is a very big part of an ultra race like in a marathon you could just kill your body and deal with it later. That's what most people do. But when you're you're going past that, it's like you you're you're, uh, you're not necessarily doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. But yeah, stay hydrated. Stay. Um,
0: keep your nutrition coming in. Fifty miles isn't out of the question at all. But when the thing about ultras that always get me too is that if you have a thing, if 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 okay, say you're ten miles in, and you've got a crick in your your ankle or your knee it is more important to you on that race than a marathon or a half marathon because you have to understand that you're going a lot further and so when you hit that you may bow out because you understand that that's going to hit you later on because you've had experience at running that longer distance that you might not do on a marathon or half marathon
1: You'll stop and stretch you know what I'm take, saying take, is that you stop time. and stretch,
0: right? I mean, you don't just keep going. Which on a marathon or a half marathon, you would just do. You would just, you would keep going. Yeah, always. But
1: you've, you've got time. I mean, 12 hours, is plenty of time to recoup and get back out there and finish plenty of miles. Plenty of time. Doesn't sound like it. You know, 50 miles. You're thinking, yeah, 14 hours. I mean, my first was 13 and a half. So certainly it can take longer, but. 12 hours really is plenty of time for 50
0: miles plus. Absolutely is. Well, we're doing that up at um, Armco Park again. Welcome to come out. Um, I think we'll stop this recording at this point and uh, see what I can do. (laughs) I mean, it'll be fun eventually. I'll put it up and we'll see. Um, Let us know if you are interested in hearing more. Um,
1: we'll, we'll, we
0: can edit some stuff in later.
1: We can add some more. You and I can uh, do some hanging out, Google hang out.
0: And I will. I will add tape. a bunch of like. whoop whoop, whoop, whoop. A lot of three sages. Yeah, all the time. I've no I like idea. It. I've never done it on my phone before, so you've never done it, period. Also that, which I also have done on my phone before. Anyway, peace out. Thanks Top. for joining us. We'll see it. you at next time, I guess.